focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Some guy that reminds me of you, but different, very different, but you have reminded me of me, and now the guy is on one TV show. Hallelujah. John chapter 8. You're still my guy. I still like him. still love him. <laughs> but when you want to earn 90 million naira, you need to ask yourself, what are you losing to get it? We're still going to be friends when it comes out. I'm still committed to him. Right? But any deal in this world, there's a cost, right? And some of them will cost you for life. They will pay you in three months, but cost you for life. But there is mercy, amen. Yeah. Someone's like, hey, I will go. I'll collect the night's Now, come and pray for mercy. <laughs> Say, hey, there's mercy. No problem. Pastor, you mean if I pay my tithe? Will you still feel like this? Yes, I'll still feel like this. But there's love, Amen. Don't let me discuss that matter. But you know part of why those kind of things are, are quite attractive, Fidel and Uche be like, Fidel and just said, don't let me discuss this man. <laughs> I, I need to express to a degree, then I'll keep the rest. You know part of why shows like that are very attractive? Part of why, not the only reason, but part of why such shows are exceedingly attractive, particularly in this part of the world, um, in this part of the world is because there are not many opportunities or platforms that people can ever imagine will give them that amount of money within that amount of time. This is also the reason sports betting is so rampant right now. Now, some people that are not saying yes have tried it before. Some people, their money is inside now. They are waiting for this course for this weekend. Oh, am I talking right? And part of it is there's a lot of poverty in the land. And so when there's a lot of poverty in the land, people, especially when people have been frustrated and they can't see how their legitimate efforts can literally translate into commensurate value. So then they will move into one of two extremes, either to believe it's only by the miraculous that they can break through or that it's by the ridiculous not the meticulous. Do you get it? So, I can't blame people, but I need to keep your mind in tune to let you know that every methodology that you engage has a cost. John chapter 8. Let's teach. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. John John 8 from verse 1. This is important. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came to him. And he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees, watch what they did. They brought to him a woman. Caught in 
adult lottery. She was playing Kalo Kalo. Mago Mago, Wayo Wayo. Why are all the bad things double? Kalo Kalo. Wayo Wayo. Lai Lai. Craw Craw. Jedi Jedi. Wire Wire. <laughs> yao Yao. <laughs> yama Yama. Jaga Jaga. Jatsi Jatsi. Rigby, rigby. Bala, bala. All the bad things will neutralize that in your life. The Bible says, once has it been said, twice have I heard, it's only the word of God that will echo in your life. Not the works of the flesh. The word of God and the finished work of Christ in the name of Jesus. This woman caught in adult lottery, in adultery, the senior brother of, or the older brother of fornication, funny communication, adultery, adult lottery. And when they had set her in the midst, so they surrounded her in the midst, they said to him, teacher, don't teach me nonsense. This woman was caught in adultery in the very act. In other words, you were watching porn. Because if you saw her caught in the very act, oh, come on, can we talk right now? That means folks be watching. Oh, can we talk? Oh, y'all. Are you ready for this morning? Is it interesting there's a generation of people that will condemn fornicators but will condone their own pornography? Oh, can we talk right now? See, the straighter you look this morning, the more I will know I'm on your table. So, losing up already. Oh, can we talk? Oh, I don't sleep around. But you sleep with yourself. Mm. Is it too early to go in this deep? It's not early. We're right on the money. Look at somebody. Say you will hear what today. I love the energy. Look at somebody. Say you will hear what today. He said she was caught in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. To stone people is hungering us. We have not done it in a while. We, in, we want to destroy lives. We are passionate about killing people. Moses commanded that we have proof for this murderous intent we want to carry out. But, so that we will not just act, what do you say? Now, this is the motive. These, they said, testing him that they might have something of which to accuse him. The word says in Revelation chapter 12, 9 through 11, that the devil is the what? Accuser of the brethren. So not everybody who is pointing out a sin is of God. 
Not every message on holiness has the intent from God. Oh yeah, come on. Oh yes. Not every demand on morality is from God. Somebody say, open my eyes. They wanted him to speak. They might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, so they kept probing, they kept pressing, they kept agitating, they kept moving, they kept nurturing. When they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let that person be the first person to throw the stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out how? Shout aloud, how did they go out? Beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst, he said to her, Woman, where are those your accusers has no one condemned you what did she say read verse 11 and 12 do i condemn you go and say no more jesus spoke to them Please, with greater passion and greater intentionality, read verses 11 and 12 loud and clear. and tell them Jesus does not condemn you. I know that some of you believe in your ability to spot five people from your seat and that's fine if you can. But make sure it's not out of personal preference or laziness. Oreva, it's good to see you this morning. Sending you a hug from here. Say Jesus does not condemn you and you may be seated. Today we are looking at freed and forgiven. And this is very essential because a lot of us have never really understood the full import of what Christ has done for us. As a matter of fact, it's such a deep work that for many of us it's going to take the entirety of our lives to understand the different shades, depths, nuances, colors, variations, the aspects of application of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. It's important that we understand that when we call it the finished work of Jesus on the cross, all that is left for us now is not to add to it. It's for us to unpack it. It's for us to unravel it. It's for us to swim in the depths of it. It's for us to end, enter into new layers of understanding. I pray this morning that your eyes are enlightened in the name of Jesus. 
you will understand it you will absorb it you will walk in the fullness of God's love for you in the name of Jesus I'm trusting that God will help you understand better that you're indeed freed and forgiven that you are not laboring under the weight of sin that you are actually not under the control of sin that yes there might be some residue in your physical vessel in your mortal vessel your body your human body there might be some imprints of some illicit desires or some wanton tendency but in your spirit and at your core you are not subjected to the influence of sin or satan you have been bought with a prize in our text we find one of the most important presentations of this reality this transtestamental intertestamental pre-testamental reality what do i mean by that oftentimes people look at the bible and say the old testament and the new testament generally people will say things like the old testament is the new testament concealed or hidden the new testament is the old testament revealed and so there are people who even argue and say oh guess what i'm a new testament believer as if the old testament were inferior and what people might not realize is that the New Testament or the Old New Testament is not superior to the Old Testament. It's like saying, um, you know, your, your stomach is superior to your mouth. <laughs> you need your mouth for your stomach to function, right? Are you getting that now? Right? So both of them are connected. But when we deal with the issues of grace and freedom and liberty, they are not even testamental issues. They are pre-testamental issues. They are inter-testamental issues. They are post-testamental issues. In other words, these are issues that are from God because of who God is. God is not a loving God because Jesus died. That's what I'm trying to get to see. Are you following that? God is not now kind because Jesus died. He has always been kind. Oh, talk to me this morning. God is now not forgiving because Jesus died. He has always been forgiven. Are you following this now? God is now not, you know, oh, God is now patient. In the Old Testament, God was wicked. God was hard. God was, no, 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 no. In the Old Testament, man's perception of God was incomplete. He was seen darkly. He was seen dimly. He could not completely decipher the nature and the character of God because you can't really understand the mind of a person except you have the spirit that be in him. And so because the spirit was not given without measure as it was given to Jesus, every prophet that, see, that sought to see God saw a part of God saw a dimension of God, saw a concept of God, and then they tailored their nuances around that. Their opinions of God were shaped by that. Their orientation of God was defined by that. This is the reason when you come to the New Testament or the Gospels in the book of John, Jesus begins to say to them, I think we should look at it for good measure so people can really grab it. Jesus was saying to them, see, I'm not the one who's accusing you. It is Moses who accuses you. John chapter 5, real quick, John chapter 5, 39 to 47. John 5, 39 to 47. We're going to read it very quickly. Now look at what it says. It says, you search the scriptures, for in them 
You think you have eternal life. And these, that's the scriptures, are they would testify of me. In other words, the scriptures in and of themselves don't have life. But they point to me because I have what? Life. Is that true or not? Now, when you want to get to a destination, how do you get to the destination? By reading signs, right? Or by asking somebody who's reading signs. So, if the person reads the sign wrong or with their biases, do you carry on their biases with you or not? Are you following that now? So the Old Testament believers could not see God in perfect light, in clear light. Paul even teaches that now. He says that even now that we see dimly as in a glass. John in John, he says, the way we see him, we shall be like him. It does not yet appear what we shall be like, but we know that when we see him, we're going to be like him. So all of us are in the progressive understanding of the eternal truths of God. Somebody say, I understand it. He said, these things that testify of me, give me the next verse real quick. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. I am the one who gives life. I give life. My desire is to give life and give it more abundantly. To upgrade your life. To elevate the quality of your life. I am not involved in the life reduction business. I'm not involved in that equation is what it's saying. He says, but you won't come to me. Verse 41. Media, media, media. I do not receive honor from men. Quickly, verse 42. Okay. I do not receive honor from men, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If anyone comes in his own name, him you will receive. In other words, you're kind of people, you're moved by natural parameters and all of that. Him you receive. How can you believe, watch this now, who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Do not think, now look at what it says now. Do not think that I shall do what? In other words, even though you are wrong, I am still not going to accuse you before the Father. Jesus is not the accuser. Jesus is the advocate. Jesus is not the killer. Jesus is the life giver. Jesus is not tequila. He's the wine of life. Are you getting this now? Oh, some of you look like you're not getting it. Uh, if you're feeling sort of like dazed or whatever, you can stand up and go to the back and keep your eyes open. You need to understand this. It shapes your dealings with God. He's saying even though you are wrong, even though you don't interpret me correctly, watch this now. He says, I will not accuse you. Before the Father. I do not accuse you before the Father. He said there is one who accuses you. Who is the one who accuses you? Moses in whom you trust. So every time you feel accusation, where is it coming from? 
shouted. Where's it coming from? Man or where? The devil or where? Moses. Where does accusation come from? Shout it louder. What does Moses represent? The bringer of the law. So in John chapter 1, I believe it's verse 16, he says, by Moses was the law given, but grace was given through Jesus. So you are never going to find Jesus say, I brought the law. But you will find Jesus say, the law that was brought, I fulfilled it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't bring the law. I gave the law. God gave the law because children of Israel said, see, anything God wants us to do, I will do it. They were operating in the arm of the flesh. And the Bible says, by the flesh shall no man prevail. So the law of Moses, whilst it represents the standards of God, it also reveals the inability of man to come to the standard of God by himself. Are you following this now? Hannah, please come real quick. Come, come, come real quick. Come, come, come very quickly. Let me demonstrate this. Quickly, you're a leader. Lead yourself to the stage. Jump over this. Jump, jump. I believe in you. Jump over it. Jump, jump, jumpology. You're not even giving your best efforts. <laughs> Please, oh, don't break your heels and your ankles. She's like, can I go? This is the law. This is you. What have you spent much of your life hearing? Have you spent much of your life hearing the truth of God's grace or the law of Moses? Shout it louder. What's the law of Moses? Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's property. Thou shalt not worship any other God beside me. What else? Give me the law of Moses. The law of Moses is what you shall not do. What you shall not do. The law of love is what he has already done. So the law of Moses, do this. Jump over, jump over. The law of God says, I am already there. Just give me your hand and you are there too. This is the reason the Bible never says God is law. It says God is love. Never says God is the law. It says God is what? In other words, God is not Thou shalt not commit adultery. Do you know why? It's possible for someone not to commit adultery and the person's not in good terms with God. Oh, come and shout. shout it if you get it. So God is not, don't commit adultery. 
You cannot reduce God to a set of codes of conduct. God is not, do not steal. So because I don't steal, I'm accepted by God. No, that's not God. God is love. Therefore, with God being love, when I'm tempted to steal because I love my neighbor as myself, my stealing was going to originate from the need to meet a need in my life. But if I love my neighbor as myself, I would think that my neighbor also has that need, so let me not touch what belongs to him. God is not irrational or illogical. God has no delight in bombarding you with a set of instructions. So he limited everything to one. He said this is the fulfillment of the law. Galatians 3 tells us love is the fulfillment of the law. What is fulfillment of the law? Love. He says, now man came to Jesus, what is the greatest of, uh, commandment? He said, this is the greatest commandment. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the next one is like it. Thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. So both of them are one commandment. Both of them are one commandment. Loving God is evidence in the way I love men. Somebody say, I hear it. <laughs> so it's not an independent command. Oh, God wants me to love my neighbor. Let me just try. No, no, no. It's not a trying thing. It's a being thing. Are you following this now? Oh, you're all so quiet this morning. <laughs> in our text we have the Pharisees and the teachers of the law they are so concerned about the law now the law kills just like the letter the letter killeth but the spirit gives what? life and it says in John 6 verse 6 to 3 the words that I speak to you they are spirit and they are life so Jesus is up beyond the law. He's greater than the law. The law was pointing to him. Why? The law is not bad. The law is a reflection of the standards of God. God does not steal. God does not lie. God does not covet his neighbor's things. God does not kill. Are you understand what I'm saying? He is able to kill and make. He's able. He has that ability. But it's not his predisposition. Are you understanding this now? The Bible says that it pleased them to bruise Jesus. So God endorsed the death of Jesus. But life came out of it. So understand that now. So the law reflects the standard of God. But a goat cannot meet up with the standards of a human being. A goat cannot. So if you want a goat to meet up with your standards, to wear nice clothes and look good, you have to change the nature of the goat, right? So that's why the first thing God did when you got saved was to give you a new nature. His own nature. So that when he says love, you are expressing it organically. It is not coming from pretense or acting. It is your disposition. 
most human beings, when you slap them, they respond. Most. Some people don't. Been trained. Self-control. They gather together. Right? Most human beings. In other words, there are certain characteristics that come with you being a human being. Similarly, there are certain characteristics that come with you being a divine being. And love is at the heart of that. Somebody say, I'm a child of love. Some of you are not saying it with confidence. Say, I'm a child of love. Who accuses you? He said, Moses. Moses is the one who accuses you. For if you, now, now watch what it said. It said, for if you believed Moses, you would also believe me. So Jesus is saying, God is saying, or Jesus is saying in this context, you cannot believe me if you didn't believe Moses. So the Old Testament does not speak against me. It speaks about me. It speaks of me. It speaks of my standards. But I'm not going to be the one that accuses you. I'm going to be the one that frees you from accusation. Somebody say, I hear it. So who accuses you? Who accuses you? Moses, who else accuses you? The devil, who else accuses you? Pardon? Shout it. Man, including who? Your conscience. That's why Paul says, if our conscience accuses us, God is greater than our conscience. And there are so many believers whose default mode, when they want to pray, the first thing is, God, forgive me. Oh, can I talk right now? In fact, many believers were raised with that understanding. God, forgive me. Yesterday, we were in the living room, and Cameron and I were playing all over the place and all of that. And I had a glass of water, and I put the glass of water away from where I felt they were playing. So I put it by the sofa on the side, just trusting that they were not going to move around. And every time they came closer, I'll be like, hey, don't touch that, don't touch, you know, don't, don't spill the glass or break the glass. Spill the water or break the glass. And after a while, playing, 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 we're just all playing. And then I saw that somebody had spilled the, the water. So I just went, who spilled the water? And Carmine said, oh, it was me. I'm sorry, it was an accident. Now, that seemed very, and then we just kept on playing. That seemed very minuscule. But what many believers do is that once they've spilled that water, they'll go and hide. They'll go and hide. Now, hiding does not reduce the burden on their hearts, does not fix the broken glass, does not clean the water, and does not mend the fellowship. In fact, hiding only delays healing. Oh, can I talk right now? Oh, I wish somebody, is somebody hearing what I'm teaching this morning? Hiding only delays healing. God wants to get involved with your mess. Because once he paid for you, he also paid to handle your mess. When you get married, 
Whatever baggage your partner was growing up with is now your own. Hope you know. You can't say I married you but not your past. You married everything about him or her. Because everything she has become has been influenced by something she went through. Covenant, are you getting this? Covenant, are you getting this? So there are many believers. They are not free because they are bearing the burden and the guilt of shame and reproach and Moses consciousness, world consciousness, devil consciousness, self-consciousness. In other words, their consciences are more in tune with their mistakes than their new identity. So, whenever life is somewhat tough or challenging, they will say it's because of the sin I committed. Three months ago, God is keeping grudges against me. Oh, can we talk? Busai, has that happened to you before? God, is because, ah, that lie, I knew, I knew this lie would give me problems. Even though my name is not Mohammed. Abba. Hilary. Take down the names of those who are laughing. They get it. They get it. So you see them after service. They say, ah, Chaddy, you're laughing so loud. What? what? So many people bearing up under the burden of the weight and the enemy is a master at that. The enemy knows that anything you are given attention to will control the next season of your life. So he will ensure that he blows it, magnifies it. God doesn't blow up your sin, he blots out your sin. He doesn't blow it up. So in our text, see what happened in our text. The word says they were teachers of the law. Thank you very, very much, Hannah, Hannah. But I'm still going to need you for this illustration. So please just be seated for a little bit. Or do you want to sit on the white chair? Anyone? Which, that one, all right, great. Just, yeah, yeah. Black shoes talk about sin and white, you know, righteousness and the blood washes. Right. I'm just trying to preach in black and white this morning. Teachers of the law, they derive their living from accusation. Because they are teachers of the law. They are Pharisees, they are scribes. And they brought to him a woman, for the purpose of this illustration, a woman caught in adultery. Please observe how they put it. They said this woman was caught in adultery. She was caught in the what? Very act. Excuse me, sirs. What were you doing around there? Oh, come on, somebody. What were you doing around there? Because this entire construct, no matter how you play it, you have a reason to be accused yourself. Because maybe you are a peeping tom. Spying on the woman. 
trying to monitor when she changes her clothes so you can change it for her. Oh, can I talk right now? Maybe you were on her case. And the real deal is that she said yes to somebody else. And not to you. Because you couldn't get to the conco below. Was that below the belt? Maybe it was out of joblessness. And don't forget, I doness is a sin. Because sometimes I doness will make you have a catalog of other people's challenges and not know that your own is the biggest of the lot. Oh, can I talk right now? Maybe the issue is that you are actually very frustrated that Jesus is the star of the story and now you want to set him up because the reason the word says the reason they presented to him was because they wanted to catch him they wanted to ensnare him that this Jesus everybody is talking about he cannot be really that wise why the conundrum is that if he says stone the girl be like uh -huh, you see you see, we always knew it. You are not the true prophet because you were preaching peacemaker, preaching pacemaker, preaching love, preaching that. Yet you are telling us to kill somebody. That's one complication with that approach. The second complication was by Roman authorization or Roman legislation, the Jews had been prevented from killing people. Anybody who wanted to kill had to be taken to Rome or receive instruction from Rome. So if Jesus had said, yes, stone, 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 stop, stop, stone, stone. And some of us, we don't stone people, we just stonewall them. It would have been, you see, you're violating your teachings, which is reconciliation. And then you are also walling up or going against Rome. Now, if Jesus had said, oh, you know what? Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, condoning fornication, adultery. How many times in our lives have we caught ourselves in adultery? Now, by adultery, in the text is literal, but for most people in this room, it's not literal. So it's not necessarily adultery. But what is adultery? Adultery is intimacy beyond the boundaries of reason, morality, or expectation. When I define it that way, could it be possible that everybody here has committed some form of adultery or the other? So you have undue intimacy with money. Oh, Lord. When they say, praise God, you don't do a lot. When someone says, I'm sending you money. Hey! Adultery. With money. You are unduly intimate. What Vicky cannot do for you in worship, food doors to you. Vicky's leading with all her powerful anointing, graces, and all of that. You are not opening up. But when food comes, channels of your spirits. All of a sudden, can you see what I'm saying? We're talking about food now. And you all are responding to this. I'm telling you. Look for two people. Tell them what your intimacies. 
times have you caught yourself sending a picture that if they put it across the world, oh my God, oh my lay, oh my lay. How many times if we were to go back, if we were to go back to your university records, go back and see how you actually passed that course with the dawn. Ha, Omar Jazzy. The woman was caught in adultery and watch what happened she was set in the middle i need to help somebody this morning please stand right here can i get all some wicked looking men come real quick come looking cruel and wicked y'all are handsome i know that but i'm saying just come and going around her this is gonna set somebody free can i have some witch looking women as well y'all y'all are beautiful you're all beautiful gorgeous amazing ladies but come what i want to do is i want to chant just, just go around her because this is what is happening in many believers heads and so you are reacting around her Some of y'all are laughing, but listen, this is what goes on in your head. All these crazy thoughts. Oh, can I talk to somebody? Telling you you're not good enough. Telling you God does not really love you. Telling you God remembers your iniquities. Telling you that you're a failure. Telling you a pretender. That even this church you are coming to is not for people like you. That after today you know you'll still be crying. All these demonic thoughts, they are the voices of accusation. The enemy speaks the language of accusation, but he has different accents. Please stop it. Are you really dancing? That's not your portion. That's not your reality. This may be exaggerated, but has this happened in your head sometime recently? Oh, I need people that will respond to this. The devil speaks the language of accusation, but he has different accents. He has a religious accent. He has a political accent. The devil will even blame you. That you see, you are so stupid that you've been stupid from eternity, and that's why you were born in Nigeria. When your mates were choosing Canada, you you chose, you'll be surprised at the weight and the burden of accusation. How you made one mistake three years ago in your former place of work. And because your boss said you are so stupid, every time God is about to bring it to a new level, you don't know where the wave comes. You are so stupid. Say, you are so 
you are so, 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 you are, you are, you are. Echoes, why? The devil mirrors what God does. So God speaks and then he echoes it. Once has it been said, twice have I heard. So the enemy will speak negativity and bring surrounding voices to amplify it. So that the stupidity consciousness makes you make stupid decisions. And when you make stupid decisions, people will say you are stupid. They say, I always knew it. Oh, can I help somebody this morning? Oh, can I help somebody? But I proclaim concerning you that the freedom is for real. And the freedom is your reality. And the freedom is your experience. In the name of Jesus, wherever there are nasty voices in your head and dark thoughts try to get you wild and out, you are coming out from their grip. The Bible says they set her in the middle and they were all around her and what happens when you're surrounded by the voice of accusation is that no matter where you turn you don't feel better so you went for counseling but you were still worse you enrolled in therapy but you were still worse you got a coach and you were still worse you went to a church of Moses and you were still worse but here comes the one who is wide enough to swallow every compass and every circle there is a reason Jesus or God is called the wheel within the wheel so even though you are surrounded there is another wheel there is another rock there is another stone there is another deliverer there is another helper who is breaking the cycle I feel the power of God in here somebody shout I'm free I didn't say say, somebody shout, I'm free. I'm going to three people. Tell them I know those voices. I know those voices. I know those voices. I know those voices. Listen, people. Listen, kings. Do you know that some of you, people say you are quiet. They don't know you are pulling all of your inner resources to maintain your sanity. They say, hey, you're very conservative. No, there is a battle on the inside of you. There are storms raging, there are fires burning, there are stones rolling, there are debates going on, there are arguments, there are pictures flashing, there are condemnatory, conflicting, inflaming conversations from your past. There is a slap from daddy's hand on the kitchen floor, the hot body of your brother pressing against you, sister, in an illicit sexual relationship, a religious leader putting their hands on you all those images that you are in the mix and you're wondering why do I self-sabotage is because you're in the mix you are landlocked so everywhere you try to turn it pulls you in because you can't break out you're trying to push against me you're trying to get out but you're locked in because now you are in a cycle of condemnation you're in a cycle of shame. Push
push against me. You're in a cycle. You're so much activity, but no progress because you're in a cage of condemnation. So much activity, but no traction because you're in a cage. Somebody shout, I'm breaking out. Somebody holler, I'm breaking out. Somebody holler, I'm breaking out. Somebody holler, shout, yes. And because voices are invisible, no one can see what you are hearing. So people can look at you and feel she's good with God. And not even because of a, a lifestyle you're in now, because of something you're already delivered from and you are growing out of. So the Lord has delivered you and set you free. But once in a while, you might still fall into fornication. For some of you who are still learning maturity and discipleship and training your soul. But when you fall into fornication, instead of you to approach God and pour out your heart towards him, the enemy tells you, see, you can never be free from this thing. What the devil has failed to realize is that five years ago, you fornicated five times a week. And this one that just happened was the first in five months. But somehow he blows it up and says, you see, after five months, you couldn't get free. Well, I came in here with a bazooka from heaven. I come in here with a hammer from the throne of God. To say, he that the son has set free is free indeed. Somebody shout, I'm free. She was caught in adultery. See, the enemy, <laughs> the enemy is not particular about what you are caught in. He just wants you to be caught. He just wants you to be caught. Because as long as you are caught by the devil or his tantrums, you cannot get men caught as a fisher of men. A caught fish cannot free other fish. So the, the, the container is not the devil's business. This is the reason you'd be like, oh, I got free from adultery, but I'm now caught in envy. You're still caught. So in fact, while sharing posts about how the Lord freed you from fornication, adultery, pornography, masturbation, or maybe you're not specific, just things God delivered you from. Whilst, whilst you're sharing that, and people are in your DM saying, oh, I'm struggling with this. Pride comes in. So you are now still caught in what? Pride. Then you see somebody else sharing a content similar to yours. Say, why are they copying me? And they're now caught in what? Comparison. Then you start trying to outpost the person. You post three posts, they me, I'll post five. My God will not carry last. Your God does not compete with anybody. Exaggeration does not inflict the capacity of God. They now get caught in envy. The enemy just wants you to be caught. That's all. In fact, he wants you even to be caught up with church work that you are not in the love walk. Martha! Martha! You are concerned. You are caught up with so many things. You are caught up. How many of you remember we used to play catcher? You remember catcher? Primary school. 
catcher is you're trying to catch someone. But there's also the mousetrap called the catcher. You know the mousetrap? You put some stuff there to bait that person. See, the enemy, <laughs> see, when, when it comes to sexual sin, the enemy is not concerned about your body fluids. That's not what it's about. He's concerned about the state of your soul and what it can use to hook you for seasons. The devil is not concerned about nicotine or alcohol. He's not. He's a spirit, remember? So spirits don't derive pleasure from material resources. They can manipulate it. But they derive pleasure from contents coming from the inner man or the soul. That's why when you give your offering today, it's not the money that God takes pleasure in. It's the soul. That is what registers in the realm of the spirit. Do you understand that? So whatever the sin is, the material equivalent or displacement is not the issue at all. The issue is that the body can receive impulses and retain mental states and emotional states for years after the activity has been dealt with. So you wonder why an abusive encounter that took place 15 years ago still looks fresh because there is no time in the realm of the spirit. So if it reaches deep in the soul, it's not in a time zone. It's in a place of consciousness. The inner man operates not by calendar, but by consciousness. <sighs> Somebody say I'm free indeed. Somebody took a uh, uh, clock away. Free. Somebody shout I'm free indeed. So the Acts, give us the next verse. Dr. Lanos, they put her in the midst and they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery. Wicked people, she was caught in adultery, but now they have caught her in the law of Moses. There are many people who thought they were delivered from adultery, but then they got into another bondage. The bondage of Moses. The bondage of why would you wear trousers? The bondage of wear the longest skirt ever. But as long as that skirt is, many men have rolled it up. <laughs> like roller blinds. They've moved like roller skates. And they spend money like for Tyrolling dollar. And then you say, Komaro. God does not want to cover your sin. He wants to expose it so he can heal what keeps driving you back to it? Because every addictive pattern has a wound masquerading as a legitimate demand. It's a wound. It's a brokenness. It's a crack. It's a tendency. It's a craving. It's a need. And many times the human soul will break its own laws to meet its own needs. Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Y'all, do you know what the very act is? I like the way you just looked away. Like, how can you ask me that, Pastor? Oh, you should know what the very act is. I 
was caught in the very act. We don't know whether it was act one, scene one. Or she was downloading things with fiber one. With the main one. That made her smile. Simple get in two years. Like, oh, internet, okay. Oh, I see. I see. No, the, the, the <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah. Very act in the very act. In the very act. This woman was caught in the very act. Please. What were you doing there? Was it a threesome? Was he a foursome? Are you the chief inspector of secret transactions? CIST. C-I-S-T. <laughs> caught in the very act, which means while she was caught in the activity, you were caught up in another kind of illegitimate operation. Either you were seeing their nudity. Oh, can I talk now? And you know how it is. Even for people who have been believers for a long time, you have a fancy way of packaging your own sin in a realm of invisibility and expressing total anger at the sins of other people. As if you have the monopoly to the license to salvation. Verse 5. Moses in the law commanded us that such woman should be stoned. These were men. These were teachers of the law. Please, where was the man that Madame was honored with? Can bank on it. The lamp on it. When she was burning like a boy, who was setting her on fire? Because from. <laughs> Vicky, I've not seen you laugh like this in a long time in the message. Let it out. Come on. Because from Madame's physiology, she's a receiver. So there must have been a giver <laughs> who was unleashing the dragon. So I wonder how come you can tame the cat, but not the dragon. I don't want to use the other word. I like the way some people are just looking as if, I just, I just I love it. Somebody look at somebody, look at somebody say, God has set you free. Time to say, God has set me free. 
They said, but what do you say? These people were wicked people. What do you say? Moses said, but I want to hear from you. In other words, if you speak against Moses, you alter the entirety of the divine order. Because we know that Moses was from God. We know that. We know that Moses is still going to appear on the Mount of Transfiguration, right? We know that the law is not bad. The law reveals how bad we are, how good God is, and how much we need God to give us his nature so that we can live out of the premise of love and in Christian measures, live out his standards and expectations. But what did Jesus do? That they might have something of which to accuse him. Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. Aren't you grateful for the silent savior? If any man seen, we have an advocate with the father. He is with the father, but he does not have the father's ears to amplify my misdeeds. Because some people who have the ears of those you are banking on are telling them all the bad things that should not be said about you. They are not your friends. They are the, your enemies. But God, the, the son, has the father's ears seated at the right side of the father. And he's saying, he's one of mine. I shed my blood for him. He's redeemed. He's in the number. You gave him to me. You gave her to me. Oh, I wish somebody would express gratitude to God. How I wish that somebody would glorify God for a God watch this a savior who can be silent before the accusers but he is loud to the George he is loud to the chief George he is loud to the lawgiver he is loud oh my God who are the people that Jesus died to save who are the people who are free emancipated delivered liberated who are the people I'm speaking to right now who are free indeed. Hmm. I'm getting ready to close, but I wanted to absorb this. Jesus stooped down. She was caught. Jesus stooped down. Can you stoop, please? Like, what is this posture? This is the posture you take when you feel defeated. When you feel, I don't want to be seen. Everybody's calling me fornicator, adulterer. Wicked woman, we don't know whether she was married or not, but one of them was married for her to be adulterer, right? Adult lottery, she cast the wrong lots this time around. And a lot of trouble. Jesus took Jesus took the position that was reflective of our internal contemplation. The word says the set her. Jesus took the lowest possible position. And when you started the way the temple was built, there is a 90 plus percent chance that the place where Jesus was in the temple had cobbled stones. It was not sand as you may see in some movies when you check Bible history and check Bible architecture. Cobbled stones. So when Jesus was writing on the stones, it was also a reflection that I know the law more than you. Because the law was written in stone. 
Hey! And he was writing as though he did not hear. When the devil says, you're a liar! Jesus doesn't hear that. Devil says, you're a liar! God says, you're on fire. You're a fornicator. You're such a great communicator. Oh my God. You're a healer. You're a healer. There's a healing ministry on the inside of you. Don't forget God never accuses you. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. The state of my soul is the state of my Savior. There is therefore now. There was condemnation in 1996. There was condemnation in 1998. There was condemnation in 2002. There was condemnation when I was in Ekboma and I joined the cult of the club. I was a part of the gang banging and the group rape. There was condemnation when I stole money from my dad's pocket or my mom's business when I ran the business down with my carelessness. There was condemnation. But when I gave my life to the lover of my soul, when I took the love of Jesus when I embraced the gift of forgiveness when I opened up to the eternal one the king of kings the one who does not destroy but he gives life he gives life he gives life and it gives life more abundantly he says I'm free there is now no condemnation can somebody give God praise for freedom in Jesus I didn't say give me praise I said give God praise next verse they continued asking after today's teaching the enemy will keep pressing and eh, pastor preached but remember but they kept on doing so he raised himself up and said to them he who is without sin can I get a big stone these folks already had a big stone they were keen on stoning somebody all this man because you know you don't throw small stones to kill people right all those big stones and it's amazing watch this where were they at the temple how many temples have people walked into and they met stones instead of love how many temples how many temple grounds have become abattoirs for the sheep of Christ took stones got a stone Jesus said he who was who is without sin let him cast the first one I wish I had enough time to show you how James says that he who has broken one law has broken all you know what that means everybody don't break it <laughs> All of us are desperately in need of grace. All, all, including your pastor, all. That's why you can't be impatient if you have a team leader, a leader, somebody in your house, your father, your mother, and say, oh, oh, you know, I'm, I'm out there, nonsense people know. If it's a physical abu physically abusive or exploitative environment, yes, you can take a, a backseat or step out of that environment, 
but there must always be room for reconciliation and redemption are you here somebody I said the one that has not sinned let him cast that first stone never told a lie never looked at anybody lustfully never been irritated never been lazy never been a glutton because gluttony falls on the spectrum of immorality I hope you know that never manipulated your dad or your mom into giving you the hundred dollars or the nice earrings never manipulated your sister into forfeiting and forgetting the dress you borrowed for one date but you used it for the date then use it another time ah, sister, manipulation is witchcraft that's why the psalm says if the Lord were to regard iniquity, who? And when it says who, he's not saying the man in China whose name is who. <laughs> he says, ah, okay, I'm relocating to China and change my name to who so I can stand. He's saying any Kenny cannot stand. So let him throw the first stone. Now look at what the word says. The word says, tell us that, verse 8. It says, he took down road on the ground again. Verse 9. Then those who heard it, being convicted by what? Who accuses you? What was in their conscience? What was in their conscience? Whose words? The law, because that's what they taught. They taught the law. Now, watch this, people. Watch this. This is important. Uh, freedom in the house. To me, observe this. David Duru, hear this. They were convicted by their conscience. And beginning with the oldest, even to the last. They went out one by one. Watch this. Walking out because of the consciousness of sin does not mean you are free from it. They walked out. Jesus sent her out. Both parties left the venue. One party, the Pharisees, left with the consciousness of their sin. The woman left with the consciousness of her Savior. And there are so many Pharisaic believers who go out of church services every Sunday. Conscious not of their freedom, but of their frustration. Because what frees you is not the acknowledgement of your sin. What frees you is the consciousness of your Savior. Do you get it? They went out and Jesus never said, Vicky Kuga, Jesus never said, as they went out, go and sin no more. Because in the state they are going out, they will sin. The only thing is, when they sin the next time, they will never bring it to Jesus. Because the dean relates with him at the deepest intimate level. So they were convicted by their conscience, not converted by the Christ. Covenant, do you get it? It's good having you on stage this morning. Do you see what I'm saying? You cannot fake conversion. 
and conversion is not cute it requires time precision openness vulnerability so Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the mist <laughs> is that interesting when the Bible says that the Pharisees left to stand in the mist the circle had changed now because if Jesus was left alone that means she was in a different circle Let me show you real quick. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Remain standing if you're standing. Technically don't. Hey, la, 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 Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What does he do? What does he do? What does he do? Verse 3, what does he do? 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 How many? How many? How many? The small ones, the small ones, the middle-sized ones, the large ones. How about the extra large ones? How about the triple X ones? When I say triple X, I'm saying size and I'm also saying illicit images. Does he forgive all? Does he forgive all? But he does not just forgive all your iniquities. He said there is a disease that was producing that addiction. There was a dis-ease. There was a disconnection from ease. You lost ease somewhere. That's why he kept going back to the bottle, going back to the bed, going back to the website, going back to the circle, going back to the aggression, going back to the self-hate, going back to the self-harm, going back to the drugs, going back to the tramadol, going back to the masturbation. There was a disease. He said, first of all, I'm not waiting to heal your disease before I forgive you. I forgive you first so you know I'm committed to you, not because you are good and pretty, but because I am able to make you good and pretty no matter how ugly you are to yourself I will love you out of your mess and clean you so completely you love me completely so sweetly free me completely forgives all of that look at what it says from verse 8 verse 8 it says the Lord is merciful you know we read 145 verse 8 last week and it says that God is slow to anger compassionate abounding in mercy there's another one verse 8 the Lord is and slow to and abounding in what will he not do he will not always, nor will he keep his anger forever. Verse 10, keep going. He has not, he has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. What has he not done for us? The heavens are high above the earth. 
so great is his mercy how high is the heaven above the earth can you climb the heavens God is saying you cannot reach the top of my mercy for you Oh, how I wish somebody would really understand that. He's saying you can't reach the top. You can't get to the top. You can't outclimb me. You can't outsee my mercy. You can't outgrow my love for you. You keep on climbing. My love for you, it's higher than Everest. It's Everest lasting. It's deeper than the Antarctic Ocean or the Atlantic because you will drown in the love and choke in the mercy, but you will leave again on a new level. He said it's broader, it's wider, it's freer. He said so great is his mercy. We need to be immersed in the mercy of God and watch the works of the flesh vaporize, dissolve. Why? Why? Verse 12. Verse 12. What does it say, Fidel? Hey, 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 as far as what? The east is from the, what has he done? Damn it, stand over there. Damn it, stand over there. Share, stand over there. Oh my God. He forgives your iniquities. Then your iniquity that was, you know, many people in the church, they think that Sin is what causes sickness, right? But in actuality, it's sickness that causes sin. Disease, disconnected from ease. When you are uneasy. Yes, when things are not easy. Oh, my, 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 my. If you ever dealt with any kind of sexual gratification, the whole spectrum, whether it's just lust upon a masturbation of, of uh, uh, pornography or actual sexual engagement all, one of the major things we were looking for eh, was relief, was it not? Shout it louder, was it relief? In other words, you felt your ease was going to come when you ease yourself. Don't you get it? Is it easier to understand now? So instead of someone just saying, don't fornicate, why? God says, I'm going to show you love first. Then I, I forgive you. Then I heal the disease, but I don't leave you there. I now, what? who removes the transgression? Who removes it? Are you the one who removes it? Because every time, surround, surround us again. Every time you are trying to remove yourself from it. Every time, what was happening? Keep bumping, bump, 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 bump. Edge, side to side. You cannot, you cannot set yourself free from sin. You cannot. Because the Pharisees that walked away, they walked away in condemnation, not in freedom. Freedom is in Christ. The truth shall set you free. And I am the way, the truth. So how about atheists, unbelievers, people that don't believe in Christ, that are living free. They are free from the works of the flesh, but not from the pride of life. Because they worship themselves for their, for their morality. They are at the center of their good works. Are you seeing that? So they go, oh, I've been three years clean. Who gets the glory? Oh, what a great man I am. 
until he now has removed it. He removed it. He removed it. You're holding on to it, but God, I love this thing, clasping it. He said, let, let, let me help you. This thing is hurting. You don't get it. This thing is actually distracting you. You don't get it. Do you trust me? So look at me. Don't look at it. The more you look at me, the easier it is. And the thing is, I have so much more I want to put in your hands. I have so much more. So I'm going to take this. I'm not going to put it beside you. I'm going to put it so far. He did not say as far as East Lagos. It's from West Lagos. Not Eastern and Western Nigeria. It's not Odudu and Yoruba Nation and the Biafra Republic. He's saying wherever the East is and wherever the West is, it's an infinite distance. He said, God takes a far. Verse 13. Why? He is not a bully trying to slap you by the head. You're so stupid. You're so wicked. No. He said, a father gets it. You lost it in Adam. He pities. He's compassionate. He feels the pain. Every time you do that thing and cry, he feels it. Are you following this now? Verse 14. <laughs> he knows this thing. Called body. Body know be what? God knows it more than you. And because body know be firewood, he does not want the body to burn in fire. He wants it to be immortalized in the age to come. He wants it to be to carry Zoe in the actual manifestation of it. You have it in your spirit. You're sealed in the day of redemption. But he wants, he wants fellowship. Do you get? As in he wants you to be as he is. As he is. So he remembers. Ah, this, they, they lie. That's what they do. But let me teach them. Let me give them a new nature and then teach them about the new nature. This is what, they, for, that's what they do. They're for, this flesh, you fornicate. That's what it does. It does. But let me teach it. Are you seeing it now? So the freedom is not freedom to sin. It's freedom from sin. But God gives you that freedom first before he demands response to it. Are you getting the point? So how does it work? The Bible says this woman was left with Jesus. And Jesus said, go and sin no more. In other words, you're going back to the same place. But you are no longer a captive to the place. afraid to release you into the middle of iniquity. In fact, many times he will stress test you. You might stumble, you get it back up. You build immunity and capacity. Are you getting what I'm saying? If Jesus wanted to cage her life, he would be like, never leave me. 
But almost every time somebody had an encounter, he would say, go to your family. Go tell the world. Go share it. Because this life was not designed to be trapped or caged or limited or held down. It was designed to be an ever-expanded, never-ending, unseasoned cycle of bliss and blessedness that pushes down iniquity. He said, where sin abounds, what abounds much more? In other words, God's solution to sin is grace and grace and grace and grace and grace. And God said to me, if forgiveness was not profitable, I wouldn't do it so well and so often. Forgiveness is a winning strategy. Love is the only thing that can conquer sin and fear and death. So go back, go back to the same place. Mm. And this time, sin no more. Sin no more. Sin no more. Sin no more. This is the reason you must wait till the end of the service. The Pharisees did not wait till the end of the service. So they did not follow through on the process. They'll go. They will go and sin because they were not leaving as Christ conscious. They were leaving as condemnation conscious. Mm -hmm. He sees you. He loves you. He cares for you. He sees you. He loves you. He cares for you. He sees you. He loves you. He cares for you. He sees you. He loves you. He cares for you. He sees you. the Son of Man did not come to condemn the world.
close to him and receive us forgiveness. Receive us love. Receive us love. Receive us love. Receive us freedom. Receive us love. just talk to Jesus talk to Jesus if you have never received the gift of the life of Jesus this is a moment for you to say I believe you I believe you Jesus if you have but you're growing in love you're growing deeper I want you to speak to him whatever guilt or condemnation you might have felt whatever shame or reproach you might be dealing with Whatever the struggles in your life, in your life, lay it out the cross, lay it out the cross. This woman said, Jesus, she said, Lord, <laughs> she said, Lord, when Jesus said, Where are your accusers? She said, Lord. In other words, my owner, you are my owner. She didn't go through master life all yet, but she already knew that you are Lord. In other words, this body now belongs to you. An encounter with Jesus is more powerful than the Ten Commandments. An encounter with Jesus it's more powerful than three years of praying in tongues. An encounter with Jesus. An encounter with Jesus. More powerful. More powerful. More than my eyes can see. More than my ears can hear. More than my ears can hear. You're more powerful. You're more powerful. So much more powerful. So much more powerful. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your love. You are the one who can introduce yourself the best. And thank you, Lord, for the preaching and the teaching of the word today. Thank you that you're introducing yourself to us in a deeper, a greater, and a sweeter way. We're not going back to the cage. We're not going back to the circle. We are renewed in you. Our circle has changed. We're no longer locked in the accusation or the self-consciousness that produces repeated patterns of weakness and immorality. But we operate as those who are locked in your love, in the grip of grace, never to escape because we cannot outrun the territory of your loyalty. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Shout, I'm free! 
like singing another song where we're way out of time. He that the sun sets free, it's free indeed, free indeed, it's free indeed. He that the sun sets free, free indeed. Chains are holding me. I'm free and Second service. Who was blessed by that? Who will remember this the next time the enemy comes? All right. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org. And send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.